0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another week with us for our latest podcast to hit the Psycho Fanatic Podcast Network, Reaction Time, where myself, Jacqueline Cordova, and Ben Visser talk all things wrestling. Um, Tonight, it's a Tuesday for us. It's a Wednesday for you as you're listening. And we had a long week last week, um, over four duels for Iowa State Wrestling, and they're back at it this weekend. Ben, how are you?
1: Jackie, I'm wonderful. Um, like you said, yeah, busy week for Iowa State, but I'm sure we'll tackle all of it. How are you doing today?
0: You know, good. I'm enjoying it not being as cold as it was this weekend with
1: our, that
0: our foot of snow that we got. Um, so, yeah, it's a good day. I'm excited to get back to it. Um, yeah, fun week last week, a lot of wrestling to watch, except with the Sunday lack of uh, um, television on that or Having it be televised, I should say. Poor wording, Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm, yeah, like I said, vibing with the uh, warmer weather, I should say.
1: Absolutely, hard to complain about that. So do you want to jump right in with Cal State and talk about? I mean, really, it was a dominating match for Iowa State, but I think there are still a a couple notable victories and a couple notable things that happened. Is that where we want to start this today?
0: You know, it's funny because. California Baptist feels so long ago just after getting through the three duels this weekend. But yes, Wednesday night in Ames, the Cyclones came in and um, had themselves a night and uh, California Baptist. Let's see. 39 and 0.
1: I do want to say Cal state Bakersfield. I think Cal Baptist was before. Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) So many teams. Yes. So sorry. I even photographed this. Um, yeah, it was a good night. Um, honestly, it was a decent show out for a Wednesday night uh, for a rescheduled duel. So it has been fun to see people show up for the wrestling team, especially as these duels get canceled and then rescheduled kind of last minute. Um, like you said last week, exciting to have a California team make the trip. Um, overall, again, let me correct that. 44 no. 0. So fun season so far for Iowa state on paper, um, having these shutout
1: wins, um, notable
0: wins. Let's
1: see. I think the most notable win was Ian Parker, number 11, Ian Parker over number 28 since rankings now go down that low, but to number 28, Angelo Maritoni, um, a six, two win for Parker. I think he was up six. 0 I think he chose top for that last period and he got reversed. Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything I feel, help me remember, did dresser say something about that in the post-game press conference about Parker? This is, I think it's his first time back down to 141. Um, was he feeling that a little bit or what did dresser say about that?
0: You know, this is a good point to bring up because I was going to bring this up in regards to younger. So I can make it now, but dresser was, you know, had some tough love. Um, I think his expectations were a little higher there for him to not let that guy score two points. And he basically said, you know, he has some things to clean up. He did drop weight and was sick. So he's still, you know, getting back into the full groove of things. And so I think because Parker is who Parker is, there's full trust that he's going to get himself back to being at a hundred percent, but he definitely wasn't necessarily pleased. Um, from what he said, I'm trying to pull that. I have it transcribed. So I'm trying to pull that up from his exact words, but I think that's just what I appreciate about dresser is that although you walk out of it, excited that it's a win, he still comes into it and kind of humbles everyone and says, Hey, you know, it was a good win. It's great to have a win under your belt, but I know that they're better and I know they can do better. And especially with Parker, he can.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've seen Parker be an all-American level wrestler. Um, and really with the discipline that he has, like you mentioned, I don't think anyone should be worried about Ian Parker and how he'll finish this season out. I'm sure he'll finish it out as a top 10 ranked wrestler. I'm sure when the State tournament rolls around, assuming he's healthy, I'm sure he'll be competing for an all-American spot. So, um, it's good to see him back down to 141. I think that opens up Iowa State's lineup quite a bit because he gets Jarrett Dagan back in there. It um, lets Zach Redding take a year because, I mean, if you remember, Zach Redding last year came in right as a true freshman. He was thrown into the fire. This actually lets Zach Redding take a few deep breaths and get used to it. So I think it's good for Iowa State right now. And I think it's good for Iowa State in the future to get Ian Parker back down to 141. Um, so I think that's going to be really positive moving forward.
0: So coach's exact words were, you know, that particular match, that's their best guy on paper. He's good on top. And he's showed he's good on top. We need to do a better job. Um, we didn't do a good enough job on bottom and we'll work on that. And, you know, Parker, it's his, he's down to, at, he's down weight at 141 pounds. So maybe he's just feeling it a little bit there in the third period. Um, I haven't had a chance to talk to him, but I know he was feeling it a little bit there. So yes. Love when coach comes in after a win and still has higher expectations. Um, I think he's doing the same thing with younger right now. It takes me back to when younger racked up those two minutes of writing time that you were very excited about. Um, Mm -hmm. he, you know, he, it was another one where, you know, he was happy that younger was able to do that, but he knows the bar is still up higher and he should be higher. And I think younger will get there. I just appreciate seeing dresser come in and have a tougher stance on it just because we should have high expectations of this team. And it's nice to see the coach also feel that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned younger's two minutes of riding time. That was um, for those that don't know, younger Bastida is um a Cuban um native wrestler who um defected from Cuba and he is just learning folk style. He grew up wrestling freestyle in Cuba, and for those more casual fans, um in freestyle, there's no such thing as riding, really. Like you can turn a guy, but it's Pretty different than folk style, and there's no riding time. If you don't turn a guy in the first few seconds, the ref's going to stand you back up. So, Younger is not used to riding, and it's been one of the bigger transitions he's had to make um, learning folk style. And against Josh Lomer from Cal State Bakersfield, uh, Younger racked up, like Jackie said, over two minutes of riding time. In the second period, uh, Younger got a takedown and rode the guy out, meaning he finished the period on top. Um, and that's huge for a sport like wrestling because you get two points for a takedown one for an escape. And if you ride a guy out to the end of the period, he can't get that escape. So it's essentially two to zero instead of a two to one scoring exchange. So rideouts are huge in the sport of wrestling and seeing younger, be able to do that, to start taking those steps, I think is huge for his folk style development, we think we've seen, he can take down anyone in the country. And we'll talk about the Wyoming match here in a little bit, I'm sure. Um, we've seen Younger be able to take down anyone in the country. I think it's really going to come down to his mat wrestling to determine, is he going to be an all American? Is he going to be a high level all American? Is he going to miss out and be around a 12 type of guy? So um, it was really for me encouraging to see that Younger was able to ride out and ride up a, a guy that's not quite as good as him, not nearly as talented. So To see that he was able to do that against lesser competition was good. We'll see if it can start translating once Iowa State gets into the meat of its schedule, which we'll get into this too. Starts a little bit this upcoming week with North Dakota State. And then a few weeks from that, you get Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. So Younger's going to get tested against some high-level guys. And he was tested this last week. And I'm really interested to see how he progresses. And I'm sure coaches as well.
0: I mean, it's definitely fun to see how much he's progressed already. And, um, he has ranked opponents so far in every matchup for the rest of the month. That's hoping that Utah, we get Utah Valley back in the schedule, of course, which, like you said, we'll get back into that. Um, I'm super pumped for a weekend in Oklahoma, which I'm sure we'll deep dive into next week, but just having him go up against AJ Ferrari, he's currently ranked number one in the nation um, wrestles for Oklahoma state. That match was so fun last season. Mm-hmm. It, I'm trying to find that score from that, but it was,
1: I believe it, it was, was five to two off the top of my head.
0: It came down to yup five to two um, younger was ranked 20th at the time and AJ Ferrari was ranked 14th. Um, so definitely excited for that. Cause I feel like it's going to be a really good measuring stick um, to see truly where he stands. And again, just love that coach has that high bar for him and isn't going to come in and get too um, caught up in one good thing. He wants to continue to focus on the bigger picture. So
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am. I'm glad coach has that mindset. I'd love to know what younger's mindset is. If you ever get to talk to him again during an interview, just to pick his brain about where he, where he thinks he's at, where he thinks he's able to go. Um, I think those are all really interesting things to consider. And I don't know, um, what younger's ranked this week. I assume he didn't move too much. Um, Rankings
0: came out today.
1: Yeah. looks like he's still in that 13, 14 range. So I think that's a fair range for him. He's beaten some top end guys. He's lost to one top end guy, which we can get into right now. um, If we want, but no, I think younger, he has a high, high ceiling. It's just really, it's up to him on how high and how far he wants to go.
0: Yes. So he was on a win streak, but then with friday's duel in wyoming he did lose it came down to a six to four loss in sudden victory younger went up against the number three guy in the country stephen buchanan he lost in that sudden victory buchanan got that takedown with 24 seconds left
1: yeah and that's a man, that's a tough way to lose, especially because it looks like, I mean, younger was up. He, he got the first two takedowns of the match. He got one in the first period. He got one in the third period. And then, yeah, with 24 seconds left, uh, he got, uh, taken down to send the match into sudden victory. And then with 36 seconds left in sudden victory, Buchanan got the second takedown and you shared a screenshot with me from, uh, the stream and both guys are just gassed. And I think this is one thing to consider with younger is he's from Cuba. Like I mentioned earlier, which is at sea level, Wyoming wrestles at like eight. I think, what is it? 8,000 feet up above sea level. So as a person who's gone hiking in mountains before, even just hiking, you can tell the lack of oxygen when you get up in that altitude, I couldn't imagine wrestling for seven minutes up at that altitude. So you could really tell that younger was really trying to get as much as much oxygen into his lungs as he could. But to his credit, Stephen Buchanan was too. They both had the exact same pose. They were both on their knees, essentially just trying to suck in as much oxygen as they could. And I think that's what it came down to younger just didn't quite have enough in his gas tank. He was up in the match. Um, really it's a match. He, I don't want to say he should have won, but man, he, it's a match he should have won. And It just goes to show that he can take down anyone in the country. He can compete with anyone in the country. And I think if he gets the conditioning a little bit better, if he gets more comfortable with folk style and riding and Matt, um, and being on bottom, I think he could really, he could do some things this year.
0: So let me correct myself. Buchanan got the sudden victory went in with 36 seconds left. The 24 seconds was what was left in the third period. When he sent right. them into that tie, you just want yeah. to correct it. Still, just as bad. Still, just as.
1: Oh, it makes it a little bit more because I mean, younger <laughs> was up with twenty four seconds left, and I don't know what the stall call situation was like. I don't remember off the top of my head, but um, man, that's one of those where I think that's a thing where you're learning folk style. And man, if you back up a little bit better, and if your stall call situation's fine, you can you can eat one of those stalls. So. um, Yeah. It's a, it's a tough way to lose. I'm sure he's learned a lot from this match. I'm sure coaches are sitting down with him and going over some of the finer details of that match. I'm sure it's not a fun rewatch for younger. He knows he had that one, but it's one of those, it's one of those growth areas where, um, a young guy like that can really make some strides,
0: you know, and a lot of us, I would say who were previewing and looking forward to this. And coach had even said that he was excited for them to have a little of a tougher opponent from what they had been having in back to the general duel. I was impressed and not really impressed. I should say surprised that they came out of it winning 32 to six. I thought Wyoming might put up a little tougher fight there. Um, Always good to walk out of a win, but I don't know. I just kind of walked out of it surprised. Did you, or did you feel that was pretty what you were guessing for or
1: no, I thought it'd be a closer duel. I didn't think it'd be close, close. I thought Iowa state would win by 10 or so, but no winning 32 to six is really, really impressive for Iowa state. They had some good early wins. Kyson Tara over Jake, um, Seville seven to six. So that's a good one. I know Kyson was down early in that match. So to see him come back and get the win was positive. I think one of the more impressive matches for me from the duel is Ramazan out of of, over again, number 33, job Greenwood. Now number 33, is that really a ranking? I don't know. You can debate <laughs> that if you want, but, um, he beat him by major decision, 12 to three. So I think that shows that Ramazan could be one of those NCA qualifier type guys get a win or two at the NCA tournament. I think that was really a positive win for me for, uh, from Iowa state. And then Ian Parker, 11 to three, um, David Carr got a pin. I think that was his fourth straight pin. Uh, David Carr has been an absolute Animal for Iowa State. And he's a guy where I almost feel a bit bad for him. I think we haven't talked a lot about David Carr yet on this podcast. I know we're only, this is our second episode, but <laughs> um, I feel like younger Bastida's taken a lot of our time. It's just because he's young and interesting and new. And technically, David Carr's young as well. But um, <laughs> no, David Carr has been everything you could want from a wrestler for Iowa State. Um, he's been so good that he's just kind of been flying under the radar. Do you know what I mean with that?
0: Yeah, he is currently, for those of you who don't know his, um, he, wow. Can't speak words today against Wyoming. That was his 44th straight win. I'm excited for when we get closer to 50 because David is just so good. And you almost want to think, um, I don't like to say he's at his peak because I feel like David's talent just, is just out of this world. But like, I feel like we're watching David Carr wrestle the best David Carr he can. You know what I mean? And we've seen him do crazy things, have amazing wins outside of just his collegiate wins. So, no, I agree. He's definitely flying under the radar. And I think that's mostly comes from the testament that people know he's good when David Carr comes on the mat. They expect and know there's going to be a win. So, I think someone who you didn't quite expect to come in and have such luck, like younger, who is quite literally learning the style, each duel that goes by can easily kind of not overshadow, but kind of take that initial spotlight, I guess. And it's funny that we compare the two because their friendship is just so strong and they're just so encouraging of each other on the, on the map. So yeah, it is definitely interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just, one point of clarification, the fans are obviously appreciating David Carr when during the Cal state Bakersfield match, like you said, a rescheduled match, still pretty decent attendance from Iowa state. David Carr gets a standing ovation every time he steps on the mat and every time he steps off the mat, the fans appreciate what David Carr is and what he's done for Iowa state wrestling. It's just interesting from a talking point perspective, like you and me are doing it's an unfortunate, but it happens a little bit that David Carr gets put on the back burner and we should probably make a point to make sure it doesn't happen because we shouldn't, I would hate for us to get used to David Carr's greatness. You know what I mean?
0: No, I completely agree. And I'm looking forward and I'm superstitious where I don't want to get too confident, but like, I'm looking forward to the day we get to say, all right, today, David Carr could get his fiftieth straight win and I think from a team standpoint, David is truly the face of the program. Like if you ask people who don't follow wrestling, who only strictly follow the headline to keep track of how wrestling's doing you, if you ask them to give you the name of one wrestler, they're going to say David Carr. And when you go to football games and the team wants to promote something coming up, it's David and dresser that are doing it. So it is fun to see just how important and how crucial he is in terms of the wins they're getting, the quality wins they're getting, but also seeing the way he has really become that big. Yeah. Just the face of the program, the standard.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What helps David is obviously incredible wrestler. You don't become a national champion without being a fantastic wrestler, but his personality is one where he can be the face of the program. He's going to have no problem going out. Like you said, to a football game at halftime and promoting wrestling. I wouldn't be surprised at some point during basketball season, if him and dresser during a halftime or during a uh, timeout during one of the media timeouts, if him and dresser get on the mic again and promote wrestling, Um, that's just David Carr's mentality. He's incredibly charismatic. um, Super fun to talk to super interesting to talk to. So if you made a, a mold of a face of a program that mold would be in David Carr. So, um, (laughs) just really, really interesting guy, the guy type of guy you'd want to be the face of the program. Um, and speaking of guys who got pins, uh, against Wyoming, Isaac judge from Tama County, Iowa, got a pin over number 15, Cole Moody in a minute 25. That was an impressive win.
0: That was my favorite match of the weekend. To be honest, I uh, like you and I have talked one-on-one 165 pounds has just had a very like eerily similar vibe from guy to guy. And I say that because Chase Straw was a guy who had wins that surprised us and were very exciting. And he, you know, he went off and won when it mattered. He walked out a big 12 champion but then you have Isaac judge come in. Who's been kind of the more consistent guy at 165 pounds who, you know, goes in and loses matches and sometimes gets in his own way. And then he comes in and pins the number 15 guy in the nation. Like he just shows so much room for being really good, but then he kind of brings you back when he goes and has a loss that you weren't expecting, but to see him, get that win and not only a win, but in a pin is really exciting. Hopefully this can give coach some clarity on who we see become the permanent starter. Um, as we head into March, um, hopefully that gave him some confidence to keep going and keep hopefully gunning for those pins against the rest of his opponents, especially heading into, uh, South Dakota state. And then that road trip to Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And one thing you mentioned it, Isaac judge has had some absolutely heartbreaking losses last year against Arizona state. He was up big against Anthony Valencia of Arizona state. Who was one of the top ranked guys at 165 last year. And Isaac judge was up. It looked like he was going to win. He should have won. And in the last minute or something, he got taken down a few times and ended up losing the match. And it was just like, Oh, Isaac, you were so close to being, you're so close to greatness. <laughs> and it, you let it slip out of your fingertips. So it was great to see him not only win a match against a top 15 guy, but get a pin in the first period. And the pin was an interesting one. It was a standing suckback. Like, um, what's the guy's name? Cole Moody was trying to stand up. He got to his feet and judge from behind essentially whipped him down and pinned him. And it was one of the more interesting sequences I've seen, but you don't see standing suckbacks that often in college wrestling. So, um, it was a good, it was a good win for Isaac. Judge was a good pin. And like you said, you hope it builds confidence for the guy because y- you can see he has the tools. It's just about putting it all together and having the confidence that he can go against some of these top rank guys.
0: Yeah. He's definitely, again, I look back to, Almost kind of like the Cinderella story, you know, that Chase draw was there was only one spot to make it to the NCAAs that year. You had to quite literally walk out champion. And I mean, I'm sure if we're honest, I don't think many of us thought Chase was gonna get the win and walk away as the champion at 165, but I almost feel that same way towards Isaac. I wanted so bad for Chase to be that Cinderella story, just watching how he showed so much and then sometimes would kind of trip over himself. And I feel that way when I watch Isaac, like you said, he's had some really tough losses, some that you knew he could have come out on top. So hoping that turns around moving forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, I think the last, well, there's two more notable matches from this Wyoming duel. Marcus Coleman beat number 17, number nine, Marcus Coleman, I should say, beat number 17, Tate Samuelson, four to two. That's a good win for Marcus. Um, obviously he was ranked higher. It went up as you would expect. And then at 197, we mentioned this already, but um, younger Bastida lost to Steve Buchanan, um, number three, Steve Buchanan. That's going to be one where I want to see that match in Tulsa at the big 12 tournament and get him closer to sea level and see <laughs> if the gas tank is really that big of a disparity or if younger can maintain a lead at the end of the match,
0: you know, and like you mentioned, Marcus Coleman, shout out to Marcus Coleman. He has been one of those guys. that's just been having a good season. I'd say so far, he's, you know, showing up staying consistent. I know in past seasons, he's been one of those guys where coach at least in coach's eyes, he would always come in and tell us Marcus can be really great. It's just Marcus has to get out of his own head. And I feel the way he's wrestling right now, he's gotten out of his head and he's really found a groove. So I'm definitely excited to see how far um, Marcus goes this season.
1: No, that's a really good point. Um, I did. I glossed over it just because like, well, Marcus coleman has been consistent this year and that's what he's been. But that is a good point. His consistency is something I'm not sure we've always seen from Marcus Coleman. So Hey, just keep winning. And by the end of the year, you can find yourself ranked number one or two in the big 12 um, championships. And by the time NCAA championships roll around, see if you can't get a top eight seed and squeak out, not squeak out. That's not the correct term, (laughs) but find yourself on the podium as an all American by the end of the year.
0: Yes. Marcus is definitely one to watch. And one that I think, like, like you said, kind of fell under the radar. We just expect him to come in and, get the wins, (laughs) which isn't a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, testament to how he's performing this season. I should say. Absolutely. Well, then we can head into Sunday. Sunday's big fun day for Jarrett Dagan, Richard senior. He got the opportunity to wrestle in his high school gym. Once again, um, how exciting and what a unique opportunity. I feel like the season is a, the key theme here is unique (laughs) situations. And this one was definitely unique and like a, like a feel good moment. I would say, uh, if you look back at who wrestled, this is definitely an opportunity for coach to get some reps for guys who don't normally get to. Um, but Jarrett Dagan was able to, Wrestle in his high school gym and walk out with two pins under his belt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the two pins are they're fantastic for Jarrett. I think that's what you expected. But I think the really cool part about what happened, what Dresser did for Jarrett Dagen, was like you said, going back to his hometown high school. They wrestled two um, Montana colleges, not D one. Obviously, they don't have a D one wrestling program out in Montana, but they wrestled MSU Northern and then Providence, which is in Montana. And I saw an article um, from a local paper out there of Jarrett Dagan coming back home, picking up two falls. And then they obviously they mentioned MSU Northern and Providence. I'd be willing to bet that that local paper doesn't often cover those two schools. So I think it's good notoriety for those schools. It's good notoriety for Montana wrestling as a whole. And I think that's, what's really cool about what dresser did is he he could have scheduled more difficult opponents, if you will. He could have scheduled better competition. But he was good to Jarrett. He was good to Jarrett's dad, who I know he's close with and who I know who helped set up these duels. And they helped the sport of wrestling in Montana, which is something that's that I think is really, really cool about the wrestling community, is they're gonna help each other out.
0: I think if COVID has shown anything is the way wrestling can the The way wrestling as a sport really rallies behind each other. I feel like in other sports, there's just so much, I don't know, drama, you know, the dramatics of sports and rivalries. I don't know if I want to use the word rivalries, but just teams that aren't friends, you know? And with wrestling, I feel like everyone has just really banded together to work together as much as they can to make tournaments happen as fast as you can, if one's canceled or schedule the best road trip for a team like California Baptist to make Mm -hmm. that road trip and make it one that is worth their time and trip. And I think the big thing that no one's really talked about with the Montana road trip is the tool and like example it is to recruits, yeah. like dress, like you said, dresser doesn't have to do this. He really doesn't. And if you look at a lot of other programs, this isn't a common thing people are doing. So to have a coach who's willing to do things like this for someone who's meant so much to his team. I mean, what a testament to future guys, like you get to come to Iowa state and wrestle. And there's a potential that one day something like this could be done for you. And this isn't just a, oh, it was a big, big party type of situation. I mean, they're literally wrestling in a gym where they had no uh, coverage in terms of, none of us were able to watch it. You had to physically be there to see it. And, you know, this is honestly just a feel good thing. And so, yeah, I think in terms of future Cyclones, I think this is a huge testament to the coach Dresser is, and what you could potentially have. So I do think it's exciting that Jarrett got to have this, especially after losing out on certain things last season because of cancellations from, or I shouldn't say, yeah, last season. Gosh, this feels so long ago. Um, (laughs) It's, I think it's one of those things you can walk away when he does finally end his career knowing, you know, I got to do this cool thing where he got to go home and probably be around a lot of people he doesn't get to be around often.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then just to go back a little bit to one of your points about the wrestling community rallying around each other earlier this year, army wrestled at Iowa state and then Iowa, the university of Iowa had a dual meet canceled. So army went to Iowa the next day or a couple of days after something on the whim and wrestled Iowa and coach Tom brands out coach Tom brands said after the dual meet, that was a fantastic thing for army to do. And we're going to remember that and we're going to repay that to them next year. We're going to make a trip out to West point. So it's just one of those things where even a giant, the wrestling giant, Iowa is appreciating what some other teams are doing for them. And they're going to repay it there. I was going to make a trip out to West point and wrestle army at some point in the near future. And it's just, it's really cool to see, um, the giants help the little guys, the little guys help the giants. And it's good for everybody.
0: I know people always say, you know, those smaller schools, the smaller matches don't matter as much, but I think right now with the current state of the sport in terms of just fighting with, you know, staying healthy, fighting COVID infections, um, smaller schools have never mattered more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it is, it's super great to see, um, how they're all working together. And honestly, I can say personally, as a reporter, it, it has kind of reminded me of why I love what I do. Um, when they wrestled Northwest Kansas technical college, (laughs) I got to meet the coach. I got to really talk to him and have conversations in a way that I don't tend to have with, um, visiting coaches. Just, it depends who are, who they are wrestling and how much, I guess, access we're going to have to them. Um, And I just had such a good, meaningful conversation with him about what it means to have, you know, a smaller school, get the opportunity to wrestle, you know, the David cars of the world. And I feel like we just go through the motions after so long. I mean, this is my fourth year and it's very easy to kind of fall into the routine. And this, this one coach just made me really like stop and reflect, like, yes, this is why I love the sport. This does matter. Um, So, yeah, it is really cool. It is It is a testament to the sport, the way they're banding together, which I think is a good um, time to bring up. Utah Valley postponed. Iowa State was supposed to face off against them this weekend, but due to COVID issues in the program, that has been postponed. Um,
1: COVID issues in the Utah Valley program.
0: Yes. (laughs) Clarification, not Iowa State. Um, Utah Valley is unable to make that trip. Um, and the word is with keeping up with this theme of unique venues, Iowa state is hoping to get this rescheduled and host this down in Des Moines somewhere during the state tournament, which for those of you who may not have been to the Iowa state high school wrestling tournament, it is a huge deal, huge, huge deal. It is madness down there. I absolutely loved going to it in high school. I remember every year I was just distraught that they would not allow me on the mats because I was a wrestling manager. And so I would have to take stats from the sides in the seats. Oh. my coach. Yes, I was very sad. The coaches would have to toss the red, the big red book at me <laughs> over <laughs> the wall so I could help take stats for them. But how cool would that be to imagine you're just all these small town kids who don't come around to Des Moines very often because of the distance might have the opportunity to watch Iowa state wrestling within hopefully from what it sounds like walking distance of Wells Fargo arena.
1: No, that would be absolutely incredible. Like you said, Iowa state um, wrestling tournament is absolutely massive. Um, As a native South Dakotan and as a person who started writing, got his start in the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Um, that was a shock to me to see how much and to see how many people came out to the Iowa high school state wrestling tournament. Um, that would be awesome for, like you said, the small town kids have them, their parents buy a ticket to wherever this event's going to be and let them watch David Carr. I mean, that would be so much fun to see as a high schooler. Um, we've said it before. We're almost to the point where we're taking it for granted that we get to see David Carr as often as we do. Um, But for someone who doesn't get to see him that often, just be electric. So um, I hope Kevin Dresser can find a way to make that happen in a venue that is within walking distance to the um, state tournament, because it'd be a really, really cool thing for I mean, the small towns, obviously, but even some of the bigger towns, I mean, if you're out in Cedar Rapids, how often are you realistically going to make it over to Ames to watch a David Carr wrestle? Probably not that often, unless you're a really diehard Iowa State fan. So, um, no, that could be a really cool thing for Iowa State to do.
0: And for reference, for those of you who have never attended it, um, according to the Des Moines Register, this tournament sees over 75,000 individuals over the entire tournament.
1: I believe that too. It's full every single day and with the individual tournament, that's three days. And with the dual meet tournament, I think is that two days or is that all condensed into one day now? I don't remember. So it's either five or four days total and it's a packed Wells Fargo arena every single day. So, um, yeah, there's going to be people there who like wrestling and if Kevin Dresser can get him in to watch a Iowa state versus Utah Valley, that'd be great.
0: Yes. Um, I think Basically, he just said that at this point, it's just a matter of finding a venue. So hopefully there's a venue that can house a wrestling duel. I'm sure not many venues downtown have experienced that with the exception of when stalemates held one of their street leagues, uh, just in that venue that shared in the building with buzzard billies. I can't remember what that's Hmm. called now, but that's where he, uh, Zach and his team held their tournament was in that event venue. Um, Interesting. but what a unique feature to Kevin dresser to be the guy who <laughs> makes so many unique things happen. I mean, he came into Iowa state doing the, we touched on this last time, but doing it at Stevens auditorium and he left that legacy at Virginia tech. I know they continue to do that at mm-hmm. their equivalent. Um, but I mean, with, not at, I I hate to call them not this tough competition because I don't want to like down on these schools, but a way to truly keep people interested, I should say.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but a duel that is happening this weekend is North Dakota State in Ames. Um that's gonna be on Sunday, January twenty-three. And North Dakota state, I think has turned some heads, um, this year. They also beat Wyoming, not quite as bad as Iowa state beat Wyoming, but, um, they have quite a few guys ranked in the top 20, top 25, top 33, however far you want to go down the rankings. Um, and I think Iowa state should win the mat or win the dual meet pretty easily, but, um, there's going to be some tough competition there for some cyclones.
0: Yeah, and I think some of these guys really need it. I'm definitely personally, I'm excited to see some of these guys challenged and see Dresser get closer to having um, the lineup look like what he'll be taking to Big 12s. Um, I think this will be a good continu- you know, a good stretch into those um, tougher opponents. Iowa State is on a six dual win streak. Um, North Dakota State is on a five-dual win streak. So should be a good one. Like you said, they beat Wyoming, um, not quite as much. And their one of their tougher opponents was Missouri, who's currently ranked number three. They lost three to thirty-seven.
1: Yeah. So
0: that's really the biggest measuring stick. But my favorite word that wrestlers use is (laughs) (laughs) measuring stick duels. Um, But I guess it's no different if you look at Iowa state's schedule and see all the good wins. And then you look at their loss to Iowa, 11 to 22. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the Missouri duel that whatever it was, something to three, Um, that one win did come at 157 pounds. Jared Franick beat Jared Jacques of Missouri. Um so Jared Franic from North Dakota State is now ranked number 7. Obviously David Carr is number 1. David Carr beat Jared handily both times they wrestled last year. He major decision one by major decision during the dual meet last year and he beat him in the Big 12 championships without surrendering or takedown. So that should be a match that David Carr wins pretty handily, but it's going to be also be the toughest competition Carr has faced in quite some time. So probably since Caleb Young from Iowa. So That's going to be interesting to see um, if David can keep his pin streak alive. I wouldn't go into the dual meet expecting that, but it'd be awesome if it happened. But even just hey, can he win by major decision? Prove that he is a step above these other guys that are ranked in the top ten. These other guys that are expected to be all Americans. Because I think that's the next step. We've mentioned the next step for David before a little bit is separate yourself. Prove that you can major decision these guys that are probably going to be all Americans. I mean, I think he proved it a little bit last year in the championship match um, against Delvecchio. He didn't surrender a takedown. He won that match. What was it? Five to two or something like that. And it was, he won it pretty handily and that's in a championship match. So I think if David can keep improving and keep showing that he's going to beat these other top ranked guys by major decision, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what you're going to want to see as an Iowa state fan.
0: Yeah, it's definitely exciting to see as these, um, as the lineups against two people are, wow, again, I am struggling with words today. It's definitely (laughs) exciting to see these guys start to get um, tougher opponents with higher rankings um, and definitely excited to see David get tougher opponents just because I think it'll really bring out the he already is just so entertaining and he does such entertaining moves, even when he's going up against a guy that we know he's going to beat, but who he is as an athlete and the way he has shown with a smile on his face, how much he enjoys the competition and being challenged. I think we're going to just continue to see him every single time hit the next bar. And I feel like by the time we get to the end of the season, the bar is going to be so high to for himself as to how just how high he can go. So definitely excited to see that match just to see him get a little tougher of a guy than what he's been facing so
1: far. Yeah. Talking about David Carr and him keep raising the bar for himself. I remember when Carr was either a true freshman or a redshirt freshman, I wrote a story on him about um, how he sets his goals and what he does to set goals. And um, he said in high school, his goal was to be a, four sti- a four-time state champion. And he ended up being a five-time state champion because he could win a state championship as an eighth grader. Um, his goal after that was to become um, a junior world medalist. He won the junior world gold medal. Um, and then his goal is to be a four-time NCA champion. Um, obviously that freshman year got taken away from him. He'll have another year if he wants it to, if he wants to try to get those four times, but right now he has an opportunity to become that four time NCAA champion. So, um, whatever goals that David Carr seems to set for himself, he tends to exceed. So, um, it's just a really impressive testament to who he is, how he sets his goals and, um, how he keeps setting them and breaking them. And he just keeps climbing his own personal um, what's the word I'm looking for? His own personal
0: <laughs> uh, goals, expectations. Yeah, his
1: own personal goals. Yeah, expectations. <laughs> Whatever word you want to put in there. It's just, it's it's cool to see.
0: I'm definitely excited to see um, the story I wrote on him last season after he was an he became an NCAA champion. Um, We talked about the way he is very invested in journaling and having uh, like sticky notes and drawings and Mm -hmm. posters um, around his room to keep him motivated and focused at all times. Because as we've talked, he's a very committed guy and he starts over. So I'm excited to see what it looks like at the end of this season, after we go back and reflect and see where his season ends up. So I wouldn't doubt if there's an NCAA championship trophy on his wall already somewhere um, to encourage him to get that second one. So it's yeah, an exciting absolutely. time.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then another match from this North Dakota State duel that's coming up that I think is going to be interesting is at 133, just because I think Ramazan, I think he's for sure going to be the guy at 33 for the rest of the year. It's a. I think it's going to come down to is he going to be an NCAA qualifier and can he win matches at the NCAA tournament if he does qualify? And North Dakota State has number 22, Kellen March, there at 133, um, like we just talked about. Um, Ramazan beat the number 33 guy. If you want to count 33 as a ranking, um, so can Ramazan follow up on that, beat a number 22 ranked guy and show that he really can compete for an NCAA qualifying spot and can he win some matches if he gets there? So I think that's one match that I'm really interested to see is, um, how Ramazan does against a good ranked opponent.
0: I think what I like about Ramazan is we haven't gotten a lot of him. Um, he doesn't tend to do interviews very often, but when we have, you can just tell he's that guy that (laughs) just has like very, um, like deep, uh, focus. Like he almost gives me like, I think if I had to go against him, he would make me feel scared once we're like face to face, you know, you're getting, you're like crouched down. The match is about to start. Just something about him makes me feel like David Carr, super smiley at all times. Even when he's saying I'm going to go in there and then break someone down and Ramazan looks like the guy who puts his head down and just goes into practice and demolishes his <laughs> teammates as they're practicing. But I do enjoy him. I think a key, a key thing about him is that him and Ian Parker seem very close. Mm -hmm. Um, Not just because they're, I think in similar way, I think just in the way they train also um, because I remember when Parker competed in the stalemate street league, uh, the first one they did, uh, Ian was there by himself, but Ramazan ended up being there with him to like practice and get him warmed up. So if he's training with Parker, I think that only says good things for what we'll see out of them.
1: Yeah. And I think both the wrestling styles are similar. Like they're going to grind people down. That's their goal. They're going to club them. They're going to be in someone's face and they're just going to try to grind the other opponent down. And that worked for Ramazan that last match won by major decision. It'll be interesting to see if it'll work in this match as well. Um, And then going to, I think the next most interesting one is at 165. And that's going to be our boy, Isaac judge who we'll see if he can keep it going. He's got number 14, Luke Weber from North Dakota state, another top 15 guy, second one in a row. Um, I'm not expecting a pin. I I think that's fair to say, don't expect a pin again, but, um, can he keep it going? Can he keep some of his momentum that he's got going and can he prove that he is, Going to be the guy at 165 for Iowa State because, like you mentioned at the very beginning of this, Iowa State hasn't had a guy at 165 probably since Tanner Weatherman. And that was five, six years ago now.
0: Yeah, it definitely is one of those things where I think uh, how many guys did we have wrestling for that spot at the beginning of the season? Did Coach say like five, six guys?
1: Yeah, five or six um, guys are competing for that spot. Yep.
0: And it seems like we're down to like, three, three yeah. are the ones and all season. It's just one of those moments where we're just waiting for one of them to stand out. And on Wednesday, when, um, we had Kaiser, right? That's how you pronounce yeah, it. Kaiser. He, you know, his match honestly was very interesting to me. I was very engaged. Matt side. Um, I even put my camera down to just focus on what was going on. Um, on the match and they almost went into that sudden victory. But I feel like if Isaac can go into this North Dakota state match and not only win it, but like, just do all the right things. You know what I mean? Hit, hit all the marks to come out on top. I think that'll really set him aside because right now, even though Isaac had this win, when we look at his history, there's nothing saying he's not going to go in here and just lose it within the first period, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So. And we're assuming that Isaac gets the call at 165. We don't know that. Um, Dresser's interviews aren't until Thursday, I believe, this week. So um, it could be Austin Kreiser that gets the call to see okay, Isaac Judge got a win over top 15 opponent. Let's see if Austin Kreiser can also get a win against a top 15 opponent. So it'll be interesting to see how Dresser wants to approach this. Um, does he want to let Isaac Judge try to keep his momentum rolling? Or does he want to try to see if Austin Kreiser can go tit for tat um, with Isaac Judge as the season rolls on?
0: Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see um, how it all ends up. I think I'm leaning more towards Isaac Judge is going to be the guy. Um, But I guess that's the beauty of wrestling. Sometimes when you have weight classes so up in the air, it's just a back and forth until someone does something to really stand out. And I feel like that's what, that's what we've been doing at 165. Um, so I think once we go into next weekend when they go up against Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, I think that'll be when we get a feel for what we might see come March.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I could see that because that's going to be the most March-like competition that Iowa State's going to face this year outside of Iowa, but they're getting Oklahoma and Oklahoma State essentially back to back. So that's going to be. A pretty similar feel to how Big 12s is going to be as well. Yes.
0: Fun time, fun time. It's always, I think, once you get to the holidays, it's when the fun part of wrestling season
1: starts. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. It's, don't get me wrong, wrestling is always fun. (laughs) But, it definitely, this is when coaches really start making their lineup decisions. This is when guys really start to focus because they don't got to worry about their finals. like us like, they do at the end of the semester, end of the fall semesters. Don't have to worry about finals. Don't have to worry about making weight after Thanksgiving. Don't have to worry about making weight after Christmas from here until March. It's all wrestling all the time. And this is really when you start seeing guys become their best.
0: Yeah, I definitely hope and I doubt this will ever happen, but I would definitely love to see that Iowa duel <laughs> be in like February.
1: Well, if we had it my way and wrestling the entire season just got moved to after Christmas break, <laughs> if wrestling became a spring only sport, this is a different conversation for a different podcast, but if wrestling became a spring <laughs> only sport, then you do get an Iowa in February or something like that. So I'm not saying, I'm just saying wrestling should maybe consider moving the whole season um, back a couple months. Then you're not competing with March Madness. You get a whole semester to yourself. Guys don't have to worry about making weight after Christmas. So I'm just saying, throwing that out there for the powers that be. (laughs)
0: I saw a lot of people talking about it on Twitter at some point. So you are not the only one. And I don't think I would mind that at all personally either. So definitely exciting to see where the future of this sport goes. But for now, this is where we're at, (laughs) um, which you bring up making weight. I just want to bring up this tiny little note at the end of Wednesday's duel. We went into the press conference. We got heavyweight Sam Schuyler. I love heavyweights because they all tend to be very goofy guys, have a lot of energy that just does not compare to the rest of the lineup. And I fully believe it has to do with the fact that weight cut is nothing, basically nothing, unless it's in your like, in your plan with your with the dietitian or their trainer if it's best in their. Uh, per- preparation for a title to lose some weight but Sam Skyler came into that and he was happy you know when who isn't happy after a win and he was asked just several questions and all of them he was just like you know I don't have to lose weight So I'm doing good <laughs> or they t- he talked about how he wrestles against younger but all the time in practice and he's like well I'm still a bigger guy because I don't have
1: to lose weight.
0: <laughs> So uh,
1: that's fantastic. I'm glad you brought it up Sam Schuyler um, because he is currently ranked um, number 27 and North Dakota state has number 21, Brandon Metz, who is somehow a junior. I feel like he's like a fourth year senior by now, but apparently he's not Brandon Metz from North Dakota state to junior Sam Schuyler um, ranked a little bit lower, but I think that's a match that Sam could win and really again, like a Ramazan Adesayev proved that he's going to be an NCAA qualifier and win some matches at the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, he definitely uh, stepped into some interesting shoes with Gannon Grimmel's departure, you know, after he decided uh, he didn't want to use that extra COVID year, which potentially might change. Who knows? Transfer portal says otherwise. But um, I've appreciated getting to know Sam just through these very short interactions with him in our interviews um, specifically just because I pulled up the transcription, but he was asked, you know, how are you preparing for this long week? Like, how do you get in the game? And he said, his preparation's pretty easy because he does have to make
1: weight. So, <laughs> that's a fair point.
0: And it's funny because I look at Sam and sometimes I'm like, you're a pretty small heavyweight compared to a lot of other guys.
1: He so. is. He should probably eat a little bit more, but <laughs>
0: Um, well, Ben, any final thoughts before we close this out?
1: Oh boy. I didn't come up with um, a second nugget for this week in a row. There was nothing <laughs> as interesting as Steven Neal, um, being a former world champion and all American and NCAA champion. So, um, I don't have much, I think this North Dakota state duel is going to be, um, a good preliminary test for our state as they get into the Oklahoma's and Oklahoma states of the world. And, um, I would expect something like a 10, 10, 12 point win for Iowa state. I think there's going to be a few matches that Iowa state drops. I think there might be an upset or two for Iowa state in favor of Iowa state. So, um, should be an interesting week. It should be a, another convincing win, but a little bit, a step up in competition. We'll say.
0: Definitely. We will start to see a pickup (laughs) as the weeks go by, which, like I said, I'm I am focused on this weekend. I will be there as usual, um, but I'm definitely excited as we head into Oklahoma territory. <laughs> but all right, well, thank you, Ben, and thank you to all of you who have joined us and will continue to join us. Um, we're excited to continue to talk wrestling with you guys. So yeah, have a great day, and we hope to all chat next week.